0: (laughs) I said in the last episode that I didn't have a lot to talk about anymore. And I sat down about 11 seconds ago and started writing down a few of the things that I might touch on in the future. And fuck me that I come up with a list and a half and I barely even scratched the fucking surface. So rest assured, I have plenty more to talk about. But I'm most certainly taking a well-earned break and just giving myself a little bit of headspace. Before I get into the few things that I've jotted down, I want to talk a little bit about what I just said there. This idea of enjoying having a bit of headspace. I... I enjoy a little bit of stress, I'm not going to like it, and I thrive on it to a degree, and it's something that I'm only learning about myself of late, that I need a certain amount of stress in my life. I think too much of our time, my, my own time anyway, and I'd imagine most people's, is geared towards avoiding stress and reducing stress and limiting the amount of stress that you're exposed to, and that's all very important, but... There's two types of stress. There's probably loads of different types, but I'm gonna pigeonhole them into two. So broad sweep and generalization alert. I'm gonna divide it into involuntary stress, which is what I've been suffering for the past while we're getting back to work. There was a mold issue, didn't fucking want that. There was a supply issue, didn't want fucking that. There was just there was issues left, right, and fucking centre. And it was all involuntary. Involuntary stress is stress that just Fucking! It comes to you. You don't go looking for it. It finds you. It seeks you out. That's what involuntary stress is. Voluntary stress, on the other hand, is something that you've actively undertaken. So this podcast, for me at least, has been a lot of voluntary stress. I never had to do it. When I have supply issues with running my business, that's something that I have to look after. My income is dependent on my business operating at a level, and if it's not operating at that level, my income disappears and my kids go hungry. Bit of an exaggeration there, but you get the fucking sentiment. Now, there's a limit to the amount of stress that any one human being can take, and it it varies, it fluctuates person to person, so I might be able to take on a hell of a lot more stress than somebody else, and somebody else might be able to take on a hell of a lot more stress than me. So there's variance in how much and how stress tolerant we are involuntary or voluntary or otherwise. But on top of there being variance in how much stress different people can manage, we can deal with different amounts of stress on different days. So some days, 101 things might go wrong and I might just go fucking bang, 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 shoot them all fucking down. And then there's other days when one thing might go wrong and it just collapses the day on me and I just fucking fall to fucking pieces and the walls come caving in and I just can't fucking cope. We all have days like that, that we can take on the world and there's days when it's like, oh Jesus Christ, don't look at me, don't fucking talk to me, just leave me the fuck alone. Because you can't deal with anything, you've just got too much going on for whatever reason. Now the beauty of having voluntary stress in your life, stress that you've, sought out, is that, and what happened to me over the last fortnight or so is a, a perfect example of this, I had the voluntary stress of pumping out the podcasts, but then I got a whole load of involuntary stress, and the podcast got shelved. it just got pushed to one side, to make room for the involuntary stress, I got rid of the voluntary stress to make room for the involuntary stress, because the involuntary stress was more important than the voluntary stress, if that makes sense. And I think one of the beauties, one of the beauties of voluntary stress is it's essentially practice for involuntary stress. So if you don't have much stress in your life for whatever reason, and you're not used to being stressed for let's say weeks on end, months on end, years on end. I know mates of mine, fucking mates of mine, they've never had a bad day in their life and fair play to them. But I often wonder what will happen these people when shit hits the fan, because, you know, their mother's going to die, and their dad's going to die, and their cousin or their best friend is going to die, there's going to be tragedy in your life, that's just fucking part and parcel of life, and I'm curious as to how these people will fare out, now look, maybe they'll be fucking grand, maybe, I'm sure there are some people, who breeze through life, and they don't have a bad day, from the day they're born, to the day they die, and fair play to them, but I would also argue, that they are very much so in the minority, and are absolutely not normative, But the beauty of voluntary stress is it's essentially practice. So if you don't have any involuntary or much involuntary stress in your life, you can do a lot worse than take on some voluntary stress. Because I think the more voluntary stress that you take on, the better able to cope with involuntary stress for two reasons. A, you've practiced being in a stressful environment. And B, if you suddenly are flooded with involuntary stress, it's nice to be able to say, do you know that voluntary stress that I've been taking on that I don't have to be doing? I'm just going to shelve that and make space in my mind and in my life and in my psyche or whatever way you want to frame it to deal with the involuntary stress. So that's voluntary and involuntary stress out of the way. To the list, the first thing I wrote down, interestingly enough, was addiction. Um, I've spoken about it briefly before. One of my boyfriends that's on that list of influence mine um, I'll be quoting him a lot, I think, when I I do do an episode on it. And his name escapes me. Gabor Mate. There we go. Google Gabor Mate. M-A-T-E is how you spell Mate. Gabor, G-A-B-O-R. It's fascinating quote. Anything he's ever said on addiction is just incredible. I'm not going to go into the details of it now because I'm going to try and, and rhyme through this list. It's in no particular order. It's just basically how it fell out of me when I said I'd sit down and talk about things that are going to come further on down the line it won't be tomorrow, it won't be the next day, I'll probably take maybe a month off, um, we'll see, part of me says, Jesus, you need at least a month off, I fuck me, you need four weeks of just not thinking about anything off the lead related and just enjoying fucking life and just forgetting about it, and then there's another part of me that goes, ha, you won't be able to go two weeks without talking shite about something, so we'll play it by ear, addiction is certainly something that I want to cover, narratives, framing and perspective, they're... And ideologies, I suppose they're all four sides of the same cube. Narratives, framing, perspective, and ideologies. I've spoken about them at length um on and off over the seasons, but they certainly need their own their own episode. And I think all the episodes, maybe not all of them, but I'm certainly gonna do a selection of episodes in the future which won't be scripted per se, but they will be practiced and performed and maybe partly scripted. Like I outlined on the other on the last episode, the previous episode. There's a big downside to learning stuff off. Now there's an upside to it obviously, but there's a there's a downside to it. You don't want to skip a bit and fuck up your flow. It's 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 cool to to not know exactly what you're talking about, but to have a very good handle on exactly what you're going to talk about, because you can be a little bit more alive, a little bit more in the moment, and a little bit more flowy, and that's when I perform to my best. But if you look at a stand-up comedian, for example, they've pretty much scripted their hour special from start to fucking finish. There's very little deviation. There's a little bit of flair, I suppose, involved, but it's more of a performance, and that's what I want to work towards. I think I've done enough... Speaking extemporaneously, I'm not done speaking extemporaneously by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's incredibly useful. And I often shock myself with what I do fucking come out with half the time. But I definitely moving forward, the focus will be on producing work as opposed to sitting down and just doing something for the crack. But anyway, narratives, framings, perspective and ideologies, as I said, four sides of the same cube. I'd also like to take different industries and do a bit of an expose on them as, as, as far as I see them. And I just rhymed off a couple of industries here. Media, that will be split into two between uh, traditional, I suppose, which will be print media and TV, things like that. And then, I suppose, more new new media, which will be websites, blogs, podcasts. Netflix kind of blurs the line between new and old but media in generally and the media industry who owns what and why pharmaceutical industry is a hot topic one at the minute with vaccines and all that jazz food in general food production lads like it's fucking gas the shite that we eat I'm not going to again I'm not going to try and avoid getting into any one particular thing but just on food processed food to me is like it's like human food But when I say human food, I mean human food in the same sense that you would mean dog food. So processed food, to me, is akin to dog food. It has everything in it you need to survive, but it's terrible for you. It's not good for you. It's not... Again, I don't want to get into it. Food, processed, in other words. Otherwise, manufacturing is another thing that I want to get into. From everything, from shitty, cheap single-use plastic stuff, to cars, to machinery, to buildings, to 3D printing rockets, to just everything. I love manufacturing. It's fucking amazing. The next one then, governments. Different types of government. And I don't mean, you know, the American one and the Irish one, but different theoretical types of of government. Finance, medical. And when I say medical as opposed to pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical is generally... Stuff that's ingested, whether it's in tablet form or an injection or like a Nicorette patch, like a sticker or something like that, that's pharmaceutical. But medical can be the making of the syringes, the 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 building of hospitals, I suppose, and and everything in between. Energy, um, fossil fuels, solar and everything in between. Waste then, recycling my little pet peeve, carefree dumping as it's otherwise known. What else? The book, I haven't done any work on the book in a good while. I kind of started it. I wrote the name of the chapters and I wrote a blurb on each chapter. And that needs to be revisited because it'll be interesting to see how I've changed my outlook on what's going to be in the book, because I've never never fully committed to what it was going to be about. I have a vague idea, but not 100%. Uh, the YouTube channel is another thing that I plan on concentrating on. I think audio was great, and I'm going to continue to go down the audio route, but no harm throwing in the video as well. Speaking of fucking YouTube and media, new and uh, more traditional... Here's one for you, you've probably heard of a guy called Joe Rogan, an insanely uh, successful person, full stop, but uh, podcasting I suppose is probably what he's best known for these days, he's a colour commentator in the UFC, he's a stand-up comedian, he's been a host of a couple of TV shows, But podcasting has been his big one, and he sold the rights to it to Spotify for a couple of years for 100 million. No mean feat. The cunt has 11 million subscribers on YouTube, so YouTube will be very much a new media form. And he has 11 million people, fucking over double the population of the island of Ireland, that don't hang on his every word on YouTube, but are certainly subscribed to him. But it's interesting because there's a guy who I only heard about within the last week or so called Sean McLaughlin. He's a 31-year-old Irish lad and he goes by Jack Septic Eye on YouTube. And he's a gamer. I think he records himself playing different games and is a, a new media personality. That cunt has 27 million. That's million. 27 million people subscribe to his YouTube channel. And I hadn't heard of him up until last week. And although I'm not as deep down the new media as, let's say, younger people are. I'm touching 40. I'm 37. But I'm not completely out of the fucking loop. But to not know of a fellow fellow Irishman who had 27 million subscribers on fucking YouTube. Like, holy fuck. So YouTube, I'll be concentrating on the whole video production end of things. I want to do videos on fuck um. Dissections, I'm going to dissect a couple of brains. I'm hoping to get uh, an animal, like a lamb, the full thing and dissect it from head to toe. That would be fucking deadly. Um, Self-sufficiency, I'd love to do a load of stuff on self-sufficiency. Purpose, meaning, legacy, philosophy, culture, politics, language, history, science, religion, war, medicine, Western and Eastern. Like fucking, I have a million and one different things that I want to get into and I want to start talking about. But what I'm going to do, I think is get into them. Not, I, I said there, I want to get into them and start talking about them. But I have to get into them first. So what What tends to make me kick something down the road is a tendency I have to say, oh, do you know what would be a great podcast to do? I could do a, a thing on the brain and I could fucking, I could get a brain from a butcher's and I could do this and I could do that. And, I kind of build it up in my mind. And what I need to do is forget about building it up in my mind. Get the idea into my head and go, right, what do I need? I need a brain. Right, let's get a brain. And just fucking take it from there. I had four ordered and that fell through. Long story. But I will be getting my hands in some brains. I'd love to get the head of an animal. Not just the brain. I'd love to get the head of a lamb or a cow. A cow would be fucking cool. I'll do the lamb first though. Because Jesus Christ, the cow's head is fucking huge. But anyway... I love the idea of peeling back the skin, exposing the muscles, exposing the tendons, showing how the eye is joined to the brain by the optic nerve. It's an interesting side point on your eyeballs. Your eyeballs, I used to think that your eyeballs were an organ connected to your brain, and they, they are and they aren't. They are your brain. During your brain's early development, you're... The, Piece that becomes your eyes get pushed out of the skull and become your eyeballs. So your eyeballs are your part of your central nervous system. They're not plugged into it. They're 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 a component part of it. So you can actually see people when you look at somebody's eyes. You're looking at their brain. Fucking fascinating shit. But again, I have to kind of get out of my own way a little bit and stop building up what I'm going to say about it on the podcast or how I'm going to record it or who I'm going to get involved and just fucking do it for my own information. Do it by myself without recording anything and just enjoy the process and then if needs be do a fucking episode on it after the fact but to try and not let all the fucking hoops and reels and jigs of producing content out of it get it get in the way of doing it in the fucking first place. So, lads, it's been emotional. I'm on 16 minutes now and I'm going to wrap her up. 42 episodes, seven seasons, plenty to look back on, plenty to look forward to. And on that note, I'll catch you soon. <laughs> oh, 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 Lon, 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 I have to give a bit of a shout out to a couple of people. Um, I'll give a quick collective shout out to all past guests and friends of the show. Much appreciated, lads and ladies. Um, Patreon heads, thank you very, 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 very much. Um, the Patreon has been paused for the last couple of weeks since I wasn't uploading them regularly. I paused it. I haven't committed to cancelling it, but I'm I'm certainly leaning towards cancelling it. As as great as it is for giving for cons giving me money, which is fantastic. Don't get me wrong; I don't regret having set it up, but it does pile on the pressure for me personally. Maybe this is just a part of myself that I have to just get over. But the fact that I had people paying me a few quid every month really piled on the pressure and reminded me that there's people kind of listening and paying attention. And I want to move away from that, if at all possible. I want to free myself a little. So as as greatly appreciated as the Patreon money has been, and it genuinely has been, I'm in two minds as to whether or not I'll continue it. The Revolut crack you can revolute me a few quid or, uh, at, at off the lead is the username. So if you search at off the lead, you can opt to throw me a few pound if you've been enjoying what I'm doing or in future, if you are enjoying what I'm doing and you want to support me, you can throw me a few pound on that. I'd probably keep that up because that's not a recurring thing. That's a once off thing. So somebody who's been enjoying my content for a certain period of time can go, do you know what? I'll throw this con 10 or 20 quid or the price of a pint or whatever it is for services rendered. And when I'm being paid retrospectively, it's kind of great. But when I'm being paid monthly. The, the pressure just builds inside me. To put out to put out content. And to put out good content. And all that jazz. Quick shout out to everybody who's messaged me on 89 60 47 In similar. In a similar way to the Patreon. I don't know if I'm going to be continuing that. I'm most likely going to shelve it. So if you've ever had any inclination to text me. And say thanks. Or text me. And ask me something. Or text me for whatever reason. Um. The number to do that on for the foreseeable future at least is 89 60 So that's Patreon, that's Revolut, that's the WhatsApp number. And on that note, I shall ta- chat, chat, I shall chat, ta chat, ta- ta- chat to you in the not too distant future. When? I'm not entirely sure. About what? I'm not entirely sure. But I most certainly will be back. And on that note, I'll chat to you when I chat to you.